We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. We're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast, episode 32, with Jason over at J Max Tries, or Jason Macaluso. And let me tell you right now, I love this man. This guy was so positive. Uh, I, I felt like I could vibe with him. I'm not. I don't do triathlons, but one thing I do, I do one of the three stages, and that's and that's biking. I love to bike myself, or cycle, as they like to call it in the cycling uh, triathlete world. And it was a great time. Jason was a really humble, open guy. And the, and the fun fact at the end, I'll give you this one clue. Brittany, and you guys can finish the sense. All right, let's get to it. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast, episode 32, with Jason over at J-Max Tries. And with that, I'm going to let Jason introduce himself. KT, man, thank you so much for, uh, for doing this with me. I truly appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so my name is Jason Macaluso, otherwise known as J-Mac. Uh, I am a 43-year-old husband, father, successful business owner. I'm also an age group triathlete. I've uh, been doing triathlons for 12 years now, and um, it's something I have a passion for. spend anywhere from 8 to 15 hours of my week training for it, and um Ralph, basically me. So I started, uh, I've been an anchor for about six months now, off and on, and really refocusing on it for the new year, and basically just blogging about what I'm doing with my training, and um, it's it's been a lot of fun. So again, KT, thanks a lot, man, for having me. No problem, Jay, no problem, and uh, let's get into it. Yeah. All right, so question one, it's a great question. Uh, who, who told you about it? So um, Matt? Chittam, who is the host of the Rambling Runner podcast, uh, was the one that got me into it. He's actually, um, Matt does a podcast for Providence College that I was a guest on last year. I'm a PC alum, and he's also an avid runner. And I noticed probably about six months ago that all of a sudden he pops up this Rambling Runner podcast, and I reach out to him, and he says, yeah, there's this app called Anchor. And you can now do podcasts on it. So I immediately like dropped everything that day and figured out how nice. to get on there. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, it's, I'm glad that you got some one of your friends or one of the people you know to kind of let you hear. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, so question two, how has your anchor station developed since you first joined? I know you had a relaunch recently. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm a big proponent of, you know, uh, ch- change in progress, right? right so, right. um things get stale things don't go the way you want them to so i immediately like i said that i think that literally that day when i saw matt's podcast i jumped on anchor and i think it was originally called wall street triathlete podcast so wall street triathlete was podcast uh by my um instagram handle that i had for many years uh i do work in finance i'm also a triathlete so that's the wall street triathlete but i didn't really know what to talk about so um I kind of just started going on there every day and, and, and doing some random stuff. And I quickly learned. So there weren't a lot of um, 
other endurance athletes on anchor i noticed but there was also right. but there were a lot of people that were kind of hidden that are like you know i work out i want to get into tries i have a bunch of questions so that's kind of how it developed but the problem was it, and i think what happened was the the wall street title wasn't really resonating well with people so um i basically dropped that and then just called it i don't know like j mac or something and i fooled around with it for a while and then I got, it was funny. You and I were talking the end of last year and I just got right. swamped with work and a lot of stuff happened here. Good, bad, and different. And I just basically, I had to put anger aside because I was getting kind of fed up with where it was going. Cause it wasn't going where I wanted it to go. So right, right. I used the break to kind of figure out, you know, what do I like to do? So for me, I, I love being on Instagram, but I love being on Instagram stories. And I've been using Insta Stories as kind of my daily vlog for my training um, because I think that's the most interesting thing that I'm doing, and and it really resonates with a lot of people, and I really uh, connect with a lot of people that way. So right, yeah. my thought was, let's do Anchor to coincide with Insta Stories. So I'm like, you know what, we're gonna call it JMac tries. A uh, little pun on tries, and it's going to just be, you know, with so with the relaunch for 2018 what it has been and what hope to be is just me going on every day using that five minute window to just talk about whatever's going on with my training and mostly endurance training, uh, starting to answer some questions that I'm getting from some of my followers and listeners. And then I hope to in the future, um, bring on, excuse me, a, um, um, a, a guest host. So, a little different in the past. So I've actually had a podcast. I have a podcast through work where I interview people kind of like you're doing with me. Yeah. So one person does all the talking. I wanted to have, I want to have a guest host where it's basically both of us together. And where that comes from is a lot of times when I go out for runs with my friends, just an easy three or four mile run, we'll have a 30 or 40 minute conversation and it's just, it's just enjoyable. So I'm like, I could bring these people on and have that same conversation. So that's, that's my goal going forward. So for now, it's going to be daily inspiration and then some of the long form interviews or, or guest hosts. Cause I know a lot of cool people that do it, what I do, if not better, more inspiring. And I want to bring them on here as well. So that's pretty cool. Now real quick follow up. Do you, do you have the phone while you're running and they hear they're talking to the mic or how does that set up? No, I think I'm going to do it. Um, I'm just going to call them and we're going to have a one-on-one conversation, gotcha, but, gotcha. but these are all people that I train with or know. So they're easy. Most triathletes are easy to talk to and I know them. Um, but although it's funny you say that because there is a program that I do all my, so I'm in Connecticut. We had this conversation yesterday. It's freaking cold up here. <laughs> yes. So all my winter training is done on an indoor bike trainer. And there's this virtual app called Zwift where you could ride with anybody across the world, literally at the same time. It's, it's virtual gaming, but it's virtual training. And I really want to do a podcast while I'm on there with someone else around the world doing the same thing. So that's kind of my uh, a vision that I have. And then in the summer, once it's nicer, I'll probably take this more mobile. But for now, it's just going to be sitting in my warm office talking to people. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get out there and freeze. So that's, that's, a, that's a smart call. But yeah, it's an interesting way to kind of connect with people around the world, even if they're not on Anchor and you can get them in too. That'd be kind of cool to just kind of podcast live and they don't even know they're on. Yeah. And that was kind of my thought with this is I know, you know, that's kind of why I'm, I'm uh, piggybacking this with Instagram. As I've noticed, a lot of people on Anchor are doing either have done it or are doing it. 
it's just another way to connect with people. And I'm sure, as you know, you probably connect with a lot of people that aren't on Anchor, and then you're bringing them on uh, onto Anchor, um, especially with the new call-in feature, which I think is great. So, oh yeah, yeah, record friends call-ins definitely yeah, changed exactly. the game for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. Well, so question three is: When did you first have a passion for fitness or just being a triathlete? Yeah, so um, I am, like I said, I'm 43 years old. So high school, which was many years ago, uh, I was a very competitive swimmer. Um, so all state swimmer, um, also ran cross country track. I did all those sports that nobody wanted. You know, I did all those stupid endurance sports that nobody wants to do. Um, then I went to college and didn't do much of any sort of, uh, any training, just general, some sort of weightlifting. And then when I got out of school, I, uh, started working in finance and a lot of hours, very stressful also being in an office all day. So I quickly gained I don't say I gained a lot of weight. This is not a gained 500 pound story, but this is a, I just, I got out of shape and wasn't happy with where it was going. So I started running again. And then around the same time, my wife, um, we were newly married. She was working full time and went to law school at night. So I had a lot of free time at night right. and I could have done two things. I could have gone the route of just going out and drinking, but I decided to go the route of being healthy. So I started running again, swimming, biking, and, um, all of a sudden, I realized, hey, I could put all three together and get into triathlon. So my daughter is 11. So I started this 12 years ago, the year before she was born. I started getting into it. Um, and uh, it's kind of cool because it started off as a, as a fitness passion and then actually coincided a little bit with work. Um, again, I, I connect with a lot of people every day. And it was always playing golf with people. It was a, it was a way to connect with people. But I really found a, a bigger opportunity to connect with more people in the triathlon community, um, which, which I started doing about 11 years ago as well. So, yeah, that's kind of my story. It's pretty cool, man, kind of how you started in the beginning, kind of, you know, more, more of that swimmer, you know, all the yep. cross-country endurance sports in high school. And then you kind of put it off to the side and then found a repassion for it later in life. Yeah, and, and I as I, I – the 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 repassion came about as I got older, and I, my my I joke with my wife. I kind of, as I've been as I'm older, I wish I knew. Like I wish I could go back twenty years and tell myself different things. So I'm definitely smarter right. now as far as endurance training. Um, but I'm competing now against you know people that are I, I would assume your age in your twenties. Um, but I'm out there competing with these kids that are half my age it makes me feel good so i i mean i'm definitely faster but i'm also a lot smarter about it so but it makes me more conscious of being overall healthy <laughs> you know yeah. like i can't eat a twinkie that they be the, the morning of a race anymore i have to be very conscious of what i eat now and and everything else but again i, I love it so that's kind of how that's kind of where my passion came from okay so it gets your adrenaline going too and i'm sure I'm sure the the youngsters out there are probably oh this guy he, he may seem like nothing but yeah not bad he, for an old man yeah you know, he puts the work in you got it exactly <laughs> exactly so the question for us actually a perfect segue so what is it like competing in triathletes uh, triathlons yeah so um, it's a really weird sport in that you you, you can't fake it so a triathlon is any um, event that is a swim a bike and a run in that order. Um, the shortest distances are what they call sprint triathlons, which is about a quarter mile swim, 
10-mile bike and then usually a three-mile run. And they go up to – there's a, a, a longer distance, which is Olympic distance, which is a uh, mile swim, 24-mile bike, and then a six-mile run. Then you have half iron distance, which is uh, 1.2 mile swim, 56 on the bike, and then half a marathon. And then there's a full iron man, which is 2.4, 112, and then a full marathon. Now they have ultra triathlons, which is just ridiculous. So the point of all this, and it's not to just tell you how hard it is, it's to tell you that you, you, you need to train to do it, right? So this is not... You, I'm going to pick on golf a little bit. You can't just show up at the links on a Saturday morning, and hit some balls. I mean, you can't. My point is you could, you could show up on a Saturday morning, hit some balls and play a good round of golf and be done with it. Triathlon, you can't show up to a race Saturday morning doing nothing all week. So yeah, the biggest part of doing triathlons is the training that's behind it. So you literally have to train almost every day. Um, I train anywhere from seven to 15 hours a week. There are people I know if you're doing longer distances that train up to 20, 30 hours a week. So it has to become a part of your life, uh, your lifestyle. Um, you have to find time to do it sometimes twice a day. Um, so it has to be integrated into your life. I know a lot of people that gotten divorced over it. So, yeah. So, by telling you that that's kind of what but then the flip side the positive that's what brings the community together that's what so when you show up to a race on a on a saturday morning and there's two thousand people there it doesn't matter if you're the person coming in first or last you know every single person there put in the training to get there so there's before the gun even goes off there's this feeling of um of camaraderie and, and and appreciation and respect for the person next to you because they were out there doing the same thing. You know, a lot of us get up at four in the morning to train, um, find time during lunch um, while our kids are at whatever practice. My daughter goes to swim practice. I hop in the pool next to her and swim. So um, it really, it's, it's a lifestyle more than just a, than just a weekend one and done type of thing. No, I got you. I'm sure with the, the training, I'm sure you have to watch your nutrition. You have to, Make sure you're conscientious of your body, not giving, you know, too much effort and try to – I'm sure you want to push your body, but you don't want to overexert. I'm sure it's got a lot of things back mentally, too. It's very mental. Yeah, you know, that's, you, and that's exactly it, man. That's why I said before, I wish I could tell myself things now that I learned now 20 years ago because, yeah, nutrition is key. Um, you know, I eat, uh, I don't know, like 3,000 calories a day, but they're all, you know – they're all very regimented of what I'm putting in my body. Um, look, I still have a drink. I still eat pizza. I still have a cheeseburger, but 80% of what I eat, I know that I have to put something in my body. That's going to make me feel good. Um, you know, recovery, like you said, is really recovery. important. Recovery is huge. In fact, you know, it's again, the 80, 20 role. If I'm training 15 hours a week, only 20% of that training is is full out hard because the other 80 has to be really easy. You have to recover, stretching, weight training, uh, yoga, watching you know little injuries pop up, and, and then um, it, so yeah, so it's very it's very regimented. You can't just you, you can't really fake it, um, which I think is the cool part about it. So that's right you have to be real and knowing when you get into the competition that all that hard work you got to put it in otherwise it's all for waste so that's it's a very interesting sport and uh aspect as well yeah yeah exactly you nailed it it's like you got to do the work now knowing that when you when you tow the line that you did everything you could um 
and and just have have confidence and faith in in the in the training. All right, so that's a, that's a great uh, question, five good segue. So, what is a typical day in the life of J Mac of a triathlete? Yeah, great question. So, um, so so the, at its core, this is three sports: swimming, biking, and running. And you have to be able to do all three individually, but more importantly, you have to be able to do all three as one event at the end, right? So it's swim, bike, then run. So I typically, um, so yeah, so what do I do? So I get up around 4.30 in the morning and during the week, Mm -hmm. um, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday is generally my biking day. Um, So it's about an hour on the bike trainer. A regimented workout that I use a couple of different software programs. I mentioned Zwift before. That's one of them. Um, and then at night when my daughter goes to swim practice and I take her there, I will swim another hour um, in the water. And so then on my running days um, right now, because it's technically the off season because I'm here in Connecticut and our season right. doesn't really start till the summer. Um, I'll run during the week about 40 minutes or so, either on the treadmill or outside. And I'll do another 20 minutes on my running day of, of some easy weights and core work, just kind of strengthen, strengthen the body. And then um, the weekends are generally when you do your long rides and runs. So during the week, you know, the, my full session in the morning is an hour and then my swim sessions no more than an hour. So that's at least one day a week, if not two days a week. And then weekends you go long. So during the summer, you know, we're getting up at, you know, 5 a.m. and we're meeting for a, for a three or four hour bike ride, uh, just a group of people. Um, or we're doing a we're going down to the local lake and we're swimming in, in a lake for 30 minutes, then going for a for a you know, six mile run afterwards. So the weekends are generally the long the long runs and the long rides that you have to do. Um, but yeah, so it's again, you know, you figure that out. It's about. It's it takes a from, lot. Yeah. It is. It's it's literally seven to twenty hours of your of your week that you got to find time to do it. So, and you got to balance home life and you know your your, your business side. That, that takes a lot. You're right. Well, that's the thing. So that's why a lot of us get up at four in the morning. Um, you know, when I'm up doing it, there, there's some other software you could find other people that are up. So you know, I get up. My typical day is I get up at four thirty. Um, I let my dogs out. Um, I, then I do my workout and I'm done by six. Um, my wife gets up before that she gets ready. Cause she has to go in early for what she does. I take, she helps with our daughter. I kind of f- do the back end. I get my daughter on the bus. Uh, I get ready for work, you know, work from home a little bit, come into the office or go on appointments and then come home and try and get my daughter to swim practice so I could get a, another swim in. And, um, but I generally, you know, so that's why the weekends, again, that's why if you're doing a three-hour ride, you want to get up as early as you oh, can. Because yeah. you don't want to, I said it before, I've seen way too many people get divorced over this thing. So uh, I don't get paid to do this. In fact, it costs me a lot of money to do this. Wow. So um, it, it doesn't define who I am. It's kind of part of who I am. And um, the cool thing is, is a lot of us that do this, we all have families so when we go to races, you know, a lot of times our, our family is there with us. Um, and now my daughter's getting into triathlons and she's doing some kid triathlons with her friends. So um, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's more of a lifestyle than a, than a, you know, doing something on your own. So. 
Right, yeah, it definitely takes dedication. You put the persistence and work, though, the end result of a good day. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. Sure, I'm sure I always have triumphs that, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Sure. sure. Now, and actually, this is a great question, too. So how, how many exact hours, especially in the off-season, do you just put in, would you say, like, in a rough estimate, or is it just kind of based on you? Yeah, um, so it, it, so it always depends on the, the race that you're doing. So for the full Ironman branded races, which are the 2.4 mile swim, 112 on the bike and full marathon, you, you need, you, you know, you could do it on 10 hours a week, but you probably need 15, 20 hours of training a week. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of the, they often say, you know, for us, the training you do in the winter is what makes you successful in the summer because as much as I like to do nothing all winter, I have to train. Um, the intensity is a little lower and those long, long workouts on the weekends are a lot shorter. So for me right now, I'm training about, excuse me, seven, eight hours a week now. And then in two months, it'll pick up a little bit. And then come April, May, uh, my first race is beginning in June. Um, I'll get up to 12, 15 hours for, for the week. Um, but in the summer, it's so much easier because you could go, you could spend five hours on a weekend just training and being right, out there yeah. and enjoying yourself. But in the winter, it's I tough. Mean, it is, it <laughs> looked, I, I, I might come across as a little badass, but it is so freaking miserable getting up at four 30 in the winter right now and, and going to my, ba- my, my, my basement's 50 degrees. Um, and you're just down there freezing. I, I mean, I, I literally have a hat and three layers on, you know, before I start warming up. So it's miserable. I'd rather wake up at 4 a.m. in July and run outside in just, you know, a pair of shorts. So that's what we look forward to. But the problem is you have to do the work in the winter to get to that part in the summer. Because if you do it in, by the time right. you get to the summer, it's too late. You, you need to have that base going into the summer. And you kind of need to prepare in the winter to kind of acclimate to conditions. I'm sure that's a, that's a huge thing, too. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. You do. You, you need to, and you know, what doesn't kill you only makes you, only makes you better. So, um, you know, right now you just train. I mean, I, I went out last week and it was 12 degrees on one of my runs. Um, so most of the races I do are not going to be that cold. They're going right, to be right. in the 80s, which is a different acclimation. You got to be able to run in 90 degree weather. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just adaptation of the body. The body's pretty awesome. It adapts, oh. you know, and, and I think, that's what I think I love the best about what I do. KT is you're able to push your body to see how far it'll go. And then it goes even further. So it's a pretty cool concept. No, for sure. You kind of, you think you got it, but then you somehow find an extra, extra layer to go. And exactly. On. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's no off season. That's for sure. Yeah. The only, yeah. you know, I, I think in the off season, a lot of us, um, you know, and I don't want to, like, I don't, I can't f- see myself doing nothing i'm not a sedentary person so i I will always i take a full week off um at the end of the summer and then right around the holidays to do just nothing and then but it's enough to physically and mentally recharge me to get back into it so um but uh yeah it's just being a lot smarter in the off season and, and and just keeping yourself mentally sharp so come april you're still just as excited to be doing it as you are you know January second, right. <laughs> right? Yeah, everyone loves to run. Yeah, you know, warmer weather than freezing cold. So exactly. Kind of just, yes. just have that mentality will will keep you sharp as well. Yep. Good point. All right. So this is, this is more of a personal question. A question said, "What what is your, in your opinion, the hardest leg of the triathlon?" Uh, so for me, it's been the bike. 
Um, so I have a really, I have a great swimming base, big swimming background. I love to swim I'm very confident in the water and, I, and I'm a pretty good swimmer. Um, I've always run and, right, right. um, but for me, I, I was never, I mean, I could ride a bike, but didn't really know how to cycle. And, um, there's a big difference between riding a bike and being out oh, there yeah. some cycle. of these guys that are screaming on their bikes. So, um, that's just been a lot of, you know, and I knew that was a, going to be the thing I need to work on. So I, that's where I spent all my winters. And also being in New England, it's hard to do a lot of bike training. Um, right. So that's why you have to be on. So I'm inside a lot on the bike and, and really refocus on the bike. Um, and that to me has been my Achilles heel to kind of um, for my races and it's paid off. And, and again, spending a lot of time on the bike again this winter. So. Yeah, right. With the bike, you know, it's hard to. I mean, even though all those apps are great and all, but sometimes just it's just not the real thing. Sometimes, so right. and yeah, you kind of have to. I'm, I would. I think that probably be one of the hardest things, not just for you, but anybody who's in triathlon. I'm sure the bike, knowing that you have to kind of get used to and feel it, kind of see the air and kind of see where it is, it'll you, definitely make a difference. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's no there's no um, substitute for being out in the road on your bike um, with wind and hills and. And the elements. So, yeah, it's just that you got to be on. So all of us here in New England have a disadvantage. Um, that's why a lot of the best pros um, in this sport are out in Colorado and California. <laughs> the West Coast. Yeah. yeah, not here. They're not in New England. Trust me. They might be born in New England, but they move out of here really quick. So yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. Though. That's pretty cool that we see a culture coming together. So, exactly. so you, you got to go out that way for sure. So question, I know you, you actually kind of answered that with the business. So other than the business side with that job, any other hobbies you have? Um, I don't really have much time for anything else. But <laughs> um, no, so I have an awesome wife. Um, been married 17 years. We have an awesome daughter who's 11 years old. So I actually have, I just started um, coaching. So I am I'm a middle school assistant coach to the middle school swim team that my daughter is on. So um, again, it's, I love swimming. My daughter's been swimming most of her life as well. And always wanted to coach and, uh, give back. So right. yeah, so this has been a new hobby of mine that I just, a hobby. It's been a lot of work. Um, <laughs> I just started it last year and, uh, it's brand new to me, but it's going great. And, uh, it's taken up more of my time. So yeah, that's kind of my besides work and family. Uh, swim coaching has been my new thing. So I hope to hope to kind of continue in some form. For me, it's uh, I'm a, I actually started looking at now is, um, you know, I'm not going to do what I do business wise forever. So at some point, I could phase out, and I would love to. Like my dream right now is is move when my daughter is out of the house and me and my wife move down to Florida and go coach some Division three college swim team. And, right. uh, <laughs> just, uh, just do that. So uh, anything endurance sport wise has been my passion. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's pretty clear kind of living your passion, yeah. seeing your passion and now coaching your passion. <laughs> yeah, cool. exactly. It's kind of all comes full circle. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Now I'm sure it's great to have your daughter right next to you kind of side by side with the coaching too. Yeah. And, 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 and she is now faster than me in the water. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How to get that and throw it in there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. So question now, what is the message to stay motivated every day to any trial athletes listening or just anybody in general who came from your situation trying to, you know, improve their health? Yeah. So I think, uh, I think you just nailed it right there, KT. I think for me, it's, it's this is a couple of things. It's one, it's health. 
Um, you know, obviously we live in a society that is unhealthy, um, right. both, you know, physically, mentally. And I think a great outlet. So there's many outlets, um, many addictions. Um, for me, my outlet is, is, is endurance sports and training. So I think physical and mental health is one of the biggest motivations for why I keep doing it. Um, I love to eat. So <laughs> it allows me to, to eat and, and stay, stay really trim. Um, I love to set a good example for my daughter and stay. I think doing this has done that. And then um, I have to say just the community of triathletes is right, right. wicked cool. And also this kind of coincides with, you know, anchor and Instagram. Why I started doing this JMAC tries is because, I've realized I started inspiring. I don't want to say inspiring. How about motivate? I don't want to inspire yeah. people. I think motivation is more of my key. Um, and I get a lot of messages from people that are like, you know, I love reading your daily blog when you get up because it just motivates me to go to the gym. And, and I don't care if you never, I don't care if any of my followers ever run a marathon or don't do a triathlon. But if I could, get you to just do something, go to the freaking gym for 30 minutes and get on the, you know, on the elliptical. That would just make me make, make me really happy. Yeah. I would, that, it really, it sounds corny, but it is. I would love, I just think that there's so much opportunity for people to, um, to be, and it has nothing to do with fitness. It's just taking care of your body. We only get one body, you know? <laughs> so, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and uh, just take advantage of what we're given. So, so for me, that's why I started doing this, anchor and insta story was kind of motivate some people and there's also you also realize realize quickly there's another there's a ton of people out there doing the same thing as you at the same time so when i'm in my basement at 4 30 in the morning there's a lot of other people um doing the same thing so i just connected with some guy this morning that was really? on his on his trainer uh 5 a.m new york city we we're chatting virtually back and forth on our bikes uh, don't even know who he is we'll never find him again but it was just kind of cool knowing that there's some other idiots out there doing the same thing as me <laughs> well man that's cool that's cool to know you're not not, not alone we got exactly yeah that's cool man it really is cool to, to with technology too just to have all right i can talk on my bike and ride and i know it that's crazy. And ha have fun have fun while running that's yeah crazy. and that's just it man just have fun you know i, I don't I, I take myself serious okay i don't take myself seriously <laughs> I, I take what i do seriously right but you know have fun it's one life live it you live to the best that's right exactly, exactly. all right so question 10 uh what is your goals in the next five years whether it be your personal work uh trans triathletes or just anchor in general yeah, uh, so I am a very goal-oriented person. Uh, great question. Um, and, and the goal for me is more just a planning um, mechanism. So I already have my races coming up this summer. Um, I'm going – I've done the longer stuff. I'm kind of stepping back to the shorter stuff. Um, but the shorter stuff means you just have to race faster and harder. So it's it's full throttle. It's red line. It's – heart beating 180 beats per minute and you just want to wow. throw up type of run, type of training. Um, so it's going to be totally different. I also goal is to be faster than I was last year. That's as I'm getting older, my goal every year is to get faster and faster. Cause at some point it's not going to be able to physically happen. Um, to beat a lot of the youngsters out there, KT, that's one of my goals every time. <laughs> um, and also um, I think more importantly is to continue to inspire my daughter to right. do what she's doing. I'm psyched that she got into swimming. 
Um, and then business wise, it's to be able to integrate everything that I do in my life with my, with my business, which I'm able to do. So I'm very fortunate, um, doing what I do for 17 years that I could integrate a lot of personal life into my business and vice versa. And I have the time to do that. Um, cause I just, cause I make it happen cause that's important to me. So balance, um, and able to coach as well. And, um, yeah, so five years from now, my daughter will be in high school. So I want to be your, I want to be your high school swim coach. That's kind of one of my That's goals five cool. years from now. Yeah, I want to be your high school swim coach. I will do that. And then, um, and then you asked about Anchor. So I'm totally digging Anchor, the community, all things social on the positive side. Um, there's so much negativity out there right now. It's driving me nuts. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, so if I could just keep what I do positive – and just grow and grow. And I think the cool thing for me is I want nothing in return. So if anything happens in return, it's just going to be icing on the cake. So yeah, just kind of putting your voice out there and yeah. see what that, and that's, that's it. That's it. Just, just do you and be yourself. And if something happens, great. If it doesn't, not the end of the world. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's awesome, man. I'm good goal with the high school swim coach. I'm looking forward to that. In five years, <laughs> five yeah, years, exactly. we'll, get that, we'll get another interview down the road. <laughs> Definitely, we'll see, we'll see if that happens for sure. For sure. All right, our last question is: uh, What is one thing you like to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you, and it could also be a fun fact? Oh wow. Um, well, usually I tell people that I have three different podcasts, so I can't. That's really I'm on a podcast. So that's kind of. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Kind of yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh man. Um, okay. How about you know people? Fun fact: People always ask, "What do I listen to?" Because I always have headphones on when I'm on the bike. Again, being, right. being on the basement, the trainer for hour, two hours, um, freaking god awful. So my. <laughs> Here we go. Fun fact for Jay Matthews. Here we go. Um, I love rap, especially um, uh, 80s, 90s, classic hip-hop rap. Um, my f- one of my favorite artists is Eminem. I also love um, Ice Cube, Ice-T, uh, Dr. Dre. So big fan of rap. Um, also huge Guns N' Roses fan. Love hair metal. Um, growing up in the 80s, 90s, huge GNR fan. Um, big fan of 80s pop music, so I could recite any any 80s song, and you will hear me screaming out of my basement 80s music. And then finally, you ready? This is gonna be this is gonna be fun fact for Jay. Here we go. Is here it comes. Uh, Britney Spears is the number one playlist on Spotify for me. <laughs> oh man! I, I, I'm telling you, when I show up to a race, I turn the uh, turn Spotify or, or Prime is on Prime to Britney Spears. I, I don't know. There's just something about her music that kind of gets me pumped to, to, to go race. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> quick, quick follow up. What's your favorite Britney Spears song? Uh, work it bitch. <laughs> Mic drop. There you go. Mic drop. That's it right there. That, that, that's how you end the interview people. Really. Oh my God. Britney Spears guys. And eighties rap. Nineties rap. <laughs> That's classic. Oh, man. Oh, man. So after the mic drop, my man, thank you for your time. And I uh, really just appreciate you coming on. But before you go, I want to DM your social media, J-Mac. Yeah. So um, you obviously find me here on Anchor, J-Mac, Tries, J-A-Y-M-A-C-T-R-I-S. And then 
Instagram for my daily motivation is J-A-Y-M-A-C underscore tries, T-R-I-S. Awesome, man. And you guys, uh, I also you can find J-Mac on two other podcasts. So you want to DM those real quick? Yeah. So my other one that I do, um, which is triathlon related, is the Triumph Project. So it's Triumph Project uh, here on Anchor and then the triumphproject.org. Uh, it's actually, I do it with uh, my man, Jeff Fairbanks. He is a, he's a batter asser triathlete than I am. He did 21 half Ironmans in 21 days last wow. year. And really quick, what he did is he, as he's doing this, uh, he literally did it on every state in the East coast. He built this community of just people um, who now follow him virtually. So we do a, a weekly triathlon, uh, weekly podcast on the Triumph Project. We have some cool guests, and it's positivity and inspiration and motivation. And uh, we get some really badass guests on there. So check mm-hmm. out the Triumph Project as well. That's awesome, man. So there, there it is, guys. J-Max tries. Great interview. Appreciate you guys listening out there in Anchorland. And we will see you next time. Thanks, J-Max. KT, thank you so much, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, man. Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, follow me at the Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under the Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.